0: Happiness and motivation is just a mindset altogether, it's a journey because if you're happy but you're not motivated, you're not really going anywhere, and if you're motivated but not happy, you're not enjoying the journey. you got to put the two together to make sure that not only are you going somewhere, you're enjoying the journey as well, and that's the keys to success in my personal opinion.
1: Are you feeling as if life has knocked you down and you can't seem to find the motivation to get back up? Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go. It's time to believe and rise. Alright, welcome back to the Believe and Rise podcast. My name is Emmanuel Sangling, and I am your host today. And today is a special episode because I have one of my special friends here, James Barena. He's a serial entrepreneur and he's here with me today. Say hello, James. Hello. (laughs) Alright, James, so we've known each other for a while now. How many years? Since what, junior high? Yes, grade seven. Grade seven. And that was like 2001, oh. so like we're 17 good. years. Oh, we're
0: about to <laughs> we about to our age. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, I guess 17 years. Oh yeah, wow.
1: Yeah, right. 17 years. That's incredible. Wow. So how did how did we meet?
0: Were we just in the same class.
1: Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think much that, it. That, yeah.
0: that's, and then we just just hit it off from there. All of us just yeah. became friends. Like there was never an issue there. I don't think I ever had an issue with you.
1: Yeah, oh. we we always had a click. Mm-hmm. And then there's visual performing arts yes. where we came together. and Then high school. Mm-hmm. And then you want to say something about high school?
0: Yes. So I actually have a story about um, E Man, um, how he helped me believe and rise prior to him even knowing that he was already an influencer. So if you met me before, I was a very shy and quiet person. And um, what happened was there's this dance troupe called SMW, Sizzlers Most Wanted. <laughs> um, I went there and they taught us. A, they're supposed to. It's oh, auditions. So it's aud- auditions. Yeah, yes, yeah, auditions. So it was auditions. They taught us a dance, and they're like, "Okay, you guys have about two hours of practice, and then you guys are gonna perform it, and whoever is the top twenty four that make it, and then I, right when they taught us to dance, I, like, I was I was doubting myself, and then I looked at the number on my shirt. It was like one hundred fifty five. I was like, oh, "Man, I'm never gonna make this." So then, what I did is, I was like, "Okay, I'll just leave this to the real dancers." I don't even know why I was here, so I I went to go grab my jacket, and Eman finds me, and he goes, hey, where are you going, and I was like, I'm going to go home, I don't want to be here anymore, like, I'm gonna, look at my number, like, I'm never going to make it, like, there's so many people here, so then I was, like, already going to leave, and Eman's like, hey, like, let me help you, and he's like, let's practice this together, and we'll do it, so sure enough, he helped me practice, I got really good, and next thing you know, I was one of the 24 that was chosen, uh, turns out that's what it kind of exploded my extrovert nature in school. Being on stage. And then, um, so, and then I started being on stage. I started dancing. I started dancing like no one was watching. So then that really boosted my confidence. Mixed that with taekwondo. Next thing you know, I'm one of the loudest and most talkative people you'll ever meet. <laughs> and um, so I do owe it to E-man. And I always tell people, like, there's a, there's a story behind this. <laughs> I wouldn't be this crazy if I wasn't in SMW... And I wouldn't have been in SMW if it wasn't for Eman stopping me the day that my locker was open, I grabbed my jacket, I was about to cry, I wanted to get out of there. Like <laughs> I was like, I don't even know any of the moves. I didn't catch anything in there. This is crazy. I was just too intimidated. And then next thing you know, like,
1: now You're, look at me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> look You're- where confident look where that confidence level has brought me. I had I own six businesses, um, two of which I'm not getting paid for. But that's cool. <laughs> I own six businesses and
1: that's incredible. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, wow. so I, I no do idea. a lot
1: to you, Iman. Oh, no problem. I know that you even after high school you were still performing on stage.
0: Yes. Yes. I to this day I still perform for charity, um, and it just still reminds me of Eman every time I go up there. <laughs> I'm still performing for charity, and um... that's
1: incredible, man. I'm honored. I'm honored to be part of your journey, and I'm happy that I was able to. Help you through that. I think the biggest thing for me is whenever I see anybody going through any kind of self-doubt, for some reason, I feel like I have a way of pulling
0: them out. Mm-hmm. And it worked for you. <laughs> so Do you feel that that's like your purpose in life? That's your mission? That's Yeah, I feel like it is.
1: Um, whenever my wife and I talk to other couples, mm-hmm. we realize that there's people in a rut. Mm-hmm. And we do our best To help them understand what they're going through and give them kind of our strategies that have helped us overcome their situations. And even when other people are going through some kind of depression, let's say my mother or even some friends that I know, there's a way that I seem to connect with them and then they just open up. And people just tell me that everything seems to be okay
0: after. I don't know what it is. I just... You know what? That's a gift from God. The, that is a gift from God that not only can you spot the darkness, that you can actually... And that you actually have the courage to reach into the darkness and pull people out of the darkness because what the the bystander effect is so strong that people don't want to step up. And for you, being, you are definitely a leader in this community that you would reach into the darkness and be willing to pull these people out no matter what it takes. And like, to be completely honest, look, look what effect you've made on my life. If you didn't, if you just let me grab my jacket and leave, I have no idea where I'd be right now. Probably still in school. (laughs) I I don't know where I'd be now. life. Master something else. Yeah.
1: All right. So how many years
0: have you been doing this? Um, Being an entrepreneur, it is four years now, four years and one month. Four years. When I started the first business. Yes.
1: That's incredible. Four years. And you've gotten a lot of success so far. Um, you were featured in a magazine.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, what was that magazine titled? Um, Business and Trade Manitoba. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that and, and
1: usually people, what, they pay to get into that. Yes. But you were actually featured for free.
0: Yes. My ad space was actually $13,500 worth <laughs> given to me free of charge. So I was very excited about that. Less money out of my pocket.
1: <laughs> and that all happened just because you said hello.
0: Yes, I said hello, and I handed the guy my business card, and um, he was the president of the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce, turns out that he is, he loves business cards, and he collects them, and he said mine was one of the top five he's ever seen in his life, (laughs) and next thing you know, I get a call from a magazine, and that's where it went from there.
1: (laughs) See, that's awesome. That's all just from the words, hello. (laughs) Alright, so I want to talk to you about being an employee. Were you ever an employee at some point in your life?
0: Yes. I worked at Seven Oaks Hospital for 11 years, um, different departments the whole time, and then I always had second jobs at movie theaters, restaurants, banquets, and yeah. Was that a lot of time consumed? Yes. Yeah, (laughs) ton of time consumed. I'd be working two jobs, going to school, and it was just, it was just grueling because every day it was just, you didn't know where you were eventually going to end up and you're just hoping along, during this time you'll find where you want to be in life. And I just knew I didn't want to keep working for other people, but I just, I kept in school because I wanted to be a physiotherapist to make my parents proud, just like any immigrant Mm -hmm. child would. And, uh... (laughs) Yeah, uh, how it actually all started was my dad retired from the hospital and he asked me to put up a little something on the side. I had no business background, never even thought of opening a business, and no idea what I was doing. And I decided, you know what, my cousin and I thought, let's, let's put something up, real small, just for my dad to work on. Next thing you know, that real small got real big and I just couldn't finish the I couldn't do that and be in the physiotherapy program uh the master's program at the same time and what ended up happening is I started making more money with the first business than I would have as a physiotherapist so that's when it just kicked in that I gotta go all in this is where the fun's gonna be at and I just enjoy every day because like it's such a such a journey Mm -hmm. to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. you're learning every day Mm -hmm. and it's not like you're constantly learning stuff you don't want to, which I did in university. Like, I, had to, I learned about birds and lakes and frogs. <laughs> it was horrible. And now, every day, I'm learning, like, marketing. Like, I used to hate marketing. And then now, I'm learning so much about marketing. I'm so excited because um, I'm going all in and marketing for the business now while somebody else is taking care of all operations, which is good because I used to hate marketing, and now I love it, and it works with all my businesses. So Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So,
1: you were in school... And you took on a career as an entrepreneur. Yes. And you gave up that entire education thing. Yes. So how did your parents feel about that? Because the majority of the time in our society, you'll hear that, no, school first, school, school, school. Don't worry about the business. Just go school first. How did your parents feel knowing that you stopped school to pursue business?
0: Okay. So just like uh, any child of immigrants, especially like us. Mm -hmm. So... um, our parents only know, like, six professions. Like, one of them is definitely nurse. Like, why aren't you going into nursing? and uh, To be an accountant. Like, they only know six professions. And so they're constantly pushing you to go to school, go to university, because they think that's where it's really at. However, now the money is really entrepreneurialship, And not only that, the amount of occupations out there has, like, is over a 100 times the size it was, like, just five years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, what I tell my younger cousins nowadays is, do what you 're passionate about, but just make sure you 're making money doing it and mm. then, if you don 't make enough money, get a side hustle that you 're passionate about too and then um just as long as you 're making money and living everything 's good and um How did my parents take it? Um, I did graduate my Bachelor of Science they were really excited for me however they what I did is when I started the business, they were part of the journey like they were mm. watching me grow. They were seeing the struggles, they were seeing the success. And I eventually had that talk with them. Hey, mom, dad, like, this is how much money I'm making, and this is how much I would have made as a physiotherapist. Once they saw that it was pretty much equal, they were like, you know what? It it's fine. Because mm-hmm. what you can always convince your parents of is they just want you to be like safe. They mm-hmm. want to make sure the grandkids are safe. They want to make sure you're safe. And it also helps that I buy my parents trips to wherever they want, I, get, I give them open tickets and I give them pocket money and then I, I fix stuff around the house and right, right. pay for the groceries and whatnot and that kind of stuff. It just, they see that I can do that and now my parents are open to well, entrepreneurship. Like, mm-hmm. It's really, it's really a good thing. That's
1: awesome. So you pretty much just showed them that I can take care of not only myself but you guys doing this. So that's why they fully supported you now. Yes. Oh, that's incredible. So, as an entrepreneur, a lot of people talk about morning routines. And I think that's
0: something that you're very passionate about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, what is your morning routine? All right. So, my morning routine, well, first of all, I have uh, everybody in my mastermind, I showed them prior to you Mm -hmm. You coming, but you have your own morning routine, and if it works for you, it works for you. Everybody has a different morning routine, and basically what a morning routine is, you want to put yourself in attack mode, because if you're not in attack mode... Then you're on the defense. You're on defense. You're just reactive. You're constantly just doing stuff for other people. You get exhausted at the end of the day, and you're like, "Damn, what did I do?" So you want to put yourself in attack mode because, like you've mentioned in your podcast, in different words, um, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you got to take care of yourself first. So first thing in the morning, you do not check your phone. Like everybody's saying it, but everybody's still doing it. You don't check your phone because once you go into your phone, you're constantly reacting. So for me, what I teach the people in my mastermind is I made, it spells get up, mate. So, and then as a joke, we always put a, we always put an Australian accent on get up, mate. <laughs> and then, um, so it spells get up, mate. I'll show this to Eman while I'm doing it. Mm. So, um, the first part, get up, it's G. So what we do is we write down three things. So this is all right when you wake up. Right when you wake up, you go, Grab a a book, piece of paper, don't put it in your phone, because then you'll get tempted to check those notifications. So just write it down. Three things you're grateful for. If you don't know, if you can't find things you're grateful for, that's pretty funny, because last I checked, you're listening to this podcast, which means you have hearing. Some people don't have hearing. You have a device to actually listen to, and don't be a spoiled brat. There's a lot of things you can be grateful for, so there's never anything to run out of. Um, The next one is E, something you're excited about, and then... So then you just write something that you're excited about for later on in the day. T, something that might trip you up or throw you off, whatever you want T to stand for. So for me, um, if I know I'm going to a networking event, for T, I might put something like get ignored. Mm -hmm. And then right beneath it, I would put an arrow as to what I would do if I was getting ignored. How would I handle the situation? Why? So that when the time does come and it, does happen, at least I, yeah, I'm yeah, i prepared. I have the solution already. Next one is you, which is unexpected. Um, this one's the one I have fun with every day because what you're going to do is you're going to surprise somebody. You're going to do something unexpected for somebody. So whether... like Sometimes I put mom as my unexpected, and then my little arrow will say that I'll jump out of a corner and scare her. <laughs> so it gives you something to look forward to, makes you laugh in the morning, and then it just... It's just something that brightens up your day just writing down because now you plan to scare your mom. So like, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Next is P, and you just write something you're proud of. And then um, when it comes to that, just uh, just write down something you're proud of, something you've achieved in life. It doesn't have to be something crazy, just something you're proud of. Even if it was, I went to bed before 10 o'clock. like That's something to be proud of. So that's the get up part. So that's um, the written part. The next part is mate. Um, M would stand for movement. So I encourage the people in my mastermind to move for like 20 minutes. Um, This morning, I just turned on music and I started dancing while I was cleaning. And that's really exciting. And bear in mind, I haven't checked my messages. For all I know, there could be, like, my business could be going straight to... Oh, I swear. (laughs) Go ahead. okay. My business could be going straight to hell. But I wouldn't (laughs) know because I'm too busy dancing in my room while cleaning. Um, The next one is A... Which is appetite. You gotta eat. You need to eat first thing in the morning. It's, you don't, I guess there's some people who don't, they like to fast, but I myself, I find that if I eat in the morning, I'm not constantly thinking about being hungry, because I'm one of those people who eat like every two hours, because I just get so hungry. <laughs> um, next is T, which stands for time blocking. And what I do with that is I take out, uh, I have an iPhone, so I take out my calendar. And then I basically just block out every part of my day as to what I'm doing. I'm just showing Eman here my calendar, where I just block out everything. Why? Because if I plan out my day, I could even plan in free time if I want. If I plan out my day, now I have a reason to say no to somebody. Because when it comes down to it, somebody might ask for a ride home from the airport. As much as I'd love to give like a friend from two years ago a ride home from the airport, I could also be working on my business in which my business will give me the money to support everyone around me. So in reality, which one's more worth my time? So at least if I have it time blocked, I know that I'm on the attack and I can actually say, no, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm doing something else. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is E, which is empowerment. Uh, Tony Robbins talks about this all the time. Uh, He has, what does he call it? Um, Damn, it's like the stuff they yell themselves oh yes for me like affirmation kind of things yeah and then um basically i got this um routine it's a modified version of brendan burchard's morning routine Mm. um his is i think get it or something i don't know um but yeah so that's my morning routine i do that every single morning and people ask oh that probably takes forever no you just wake up 30 minutes earlier and you pull that off right before your day why because it makes you more resilient and when you're resilient you're ready to say no less things bother you because you had such a great morning mm-hmm. like i find myself like really happy all day long and if you know me in person i'm a really happy person and mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. it's hard to it's hard to throw me off in a day mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when i get my morning routine in yeah
1: and i think that's great because now you're in control mm-hmm. because majority exactly. of the time the why people complain about their lives is because they're not in control it's mm-hmm. like they can't control their vacation. They can't control time with family. They can't control when they could get up or when they could lay, lay down. Yeah. Like all that control, right? Or family's calling. Got to do this, so I, I got to go do that. Friends are calling. I got to do this. So they're they're too afraid to say no. Whereas if you have this, you're already
0: taking care of yourself and your schedule. So it's easier, like you said, to say no. <laughs> and I feel that the big the biggest one of all the letters out of get up mate is the T in mate, which is time blocking, because. A lot of people, when you ask them, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? How come you haven't started a business? You keep talking about it. How come you never start? It's because people don't time block. People keep saying they don't have time. It's not that you don't have time. It's that you're prioritizing the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the posts I've seen before was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio saying, try replacing I don't have time for that with that's not a priority to me and see how that feels. And if you start doing that every single day, you'll start to notice that, Whoa, the things I'm saying I don't have time for, that is something I prioritize. Mm. So, why don't I have time for it? And then.
1: And you figure out what's more important for yourself. Yes. Yes, that's great, man. So, being an entrepreneur as yourself, um, do you feel like everyone can do it?
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Everybody has a skill, everybody has something they're passionate about, everybody has something that they know they can monetize on and that they've seen somebody monetizing on it. Mm. And the thing is people just don't take action because they don't think that's them. Well, only 6% of the world will actually take action and those are the people who are making money out there. And to be completely honest, there's r- these rags to riches stories that you hear and you think is impossible. They're not impossible. They're happening all over the world. And me ha- having taken that journey in the past 4 years, it's a, it's definitely an emotional roller coaster. I'm not going to say it's easy, but It is doable for everyone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All you need is like the mindset that I'm going to get it Mm -hmm. and do whatever it takes to get it and then -hmm. you will.
1: That's great. What would you say is the hardest part about being an entrepreneur?
0: The emotional roller coaster. It's um, like first thing in the morning, I'll be like, this is awesome. I got this. I'm ready to go. Then something will go wrong with the business. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Is this a good idea? Should I be doing this? business anymore and then like an hour later I'm like yes I fixed it everything's great I love this business I want to open up another one and then two hours later oh man like it's just going up and down however if you're prepared and you do your morning routine and whatnot, that low part doesn't last very long because it kicks into the mode that you are good like just read over what you wrote in the morning like mm-hmm. the things you're grateful for the things you're proud of like
1: mm-hmm. so when you get into that rut that emotional roller coaster and let's say people may not have the mindset that we do Mm -hmm. what would you say is the best solution for people that get stuck
0: for people that get stuck if you're like in an emotional like what is that called emotional snowballing effect where you're like this is going wrong and then next thing you know you feel like everything in your day is just going wrong take a break take a breather relax Uh, honestly go and exercise go Hmm. and exercise with music and then think about it after because when you're in a complaining whining state with negative thoughts it's a snowball effect it'll start getting worse and worse and worse and if you keep letting it get worse always like always try to catch yourself when you're complaining and go whoa i gotta stop complaining because the more you complain like it'll just more Mm. complaints will start you're gonna feel like the world's against you but like if you're looking for ways that the world is screwing you over, you will find it. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like the law of attraction. Yeah. You're attracting what you think about. That's perfect. So I do a lot of personal growth, a lot of personal development. I read, listen to audio. Do you do this often? Do Listening to personal development.
0: Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. And um, I actually would love to say that I read a lot of books, but I actually listen to audiobooks. Because I can't read. Well, I can read. Like, okay, I I can physically read. I just, my mindset doesn't like me reading books. So I listen to audiobooks, and I go through at least a book every 10 days. I'm currently reading or listening to Rise and Grind, which I find is an amazing book. But yeah, personal development is, like, number one, because a lot of people don't see what life, what's, what's, the use of life coaches like why would you pay somebody to motivate you why can't you motivate yourself like that's that's the asian and immigrant mindset because it's true i used to think that way too why do people pay other people to motivate them like why can't they motivate themselves until i got into the place where i couldn't motivate myself and that other people were motivating me and i thought to myself well i would pay them to help me more Mm -hmm. and that's what i started doing i started paying people for like courses and like videos and it's just personal development's where it's at. Like, mm-hmm. really, like, Iman, you've gotten yourself into a really good <laughs> niche there. Yes, thank you,
1: thank you. Um, so personal development, uh, and you're saying that you have masterminds, right? Yes. And what got you into masterminds?
0: Um, surroundings. You need to surround yourself with successful people mm-hmm. because if you surround yourself, like, was it, Jim Rohn? Yes, Jim Rowe. Jim Rowan, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So and that's exactly it. You've got to surround yourself with success to become successful. Because if you're constantly surrounding yourself with people, like let's say you want to be an entrepreneur. If you're surrounding yourself with people with the working mindset, you will never be able to move forward as an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. what I started doing is I started joining different networking groups different masterminds and surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs starting my own mastermind and helping people get out of that working mindset and into the entrepreneurial mindset because remember us entrepreneurs we're only 6% of the population so the other 94 is coming at us left and right we just need to cover our ears Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah your surroundings is definitely important because the more success you surround yourself with the more success you attract
1: so Mm -hmm. And like what I said in uh, the previous podcast, I referred back to being part of sports teams. Mm-hmm. If you're the best on the sports team, that means you have no growth. Yeah. But if you're the worst on the best sports team, it gives you the opportunity to grow and develop. And I love how you said that you're doing personal development because you couldn't motivate yourself, right? No. And that's where I think masterminds are brilliant because you can start motivating yourself by doing personal development, but then once you do into masterminds, that's where they help you take action oh, yeah. and realize that there's so much more to what you thought. So that's a great, man. I love this. You have a podcast? Yes. And it's also on Anchor and all the other platforms that are yes. out there. <laughs> yeah. And what's the title of your podcast?
0: Uh, the title of my podcast is Happiness and Motivation. Exactly how it sounds, just happiness and motivation. <laughs> my podcasts are like two minutes long, so it's a quick listen. If ever you you don't feel like you have time no, just crack it on. Turn it on.
1: <laughs> listen. That's awesome. So my upcoming book is about believe and rise, talking about the mindset and taking action. Now there's a bridge there. Mm-hmm. What is that bridge for you? For people that have the mindset or are trying to develop the mindset but can't seem to find the opportunity or the courage to take action. What is your advice on that?
0: My advice on that is definitely um, find the right surroundings. So because like in, in a mastermind, you will see people taking risks, taking actions, and they also they help mitigate the risk. Because when you're in a mastermind, you talk about your problems and somebody, there's always somebody there who says, Hey, I had that problem. This is how I overcame yeah. it. And then that's where the belief, like it builds the belief that I can do this now because he did it and he's gonna tell me how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then once he tells you how to do it, that belief turns into action, and then the action turns into more belief in yourself, and then it just keeps <laughs> going and you get that momentum and that's just you just need to get started. That's mm-hmm. really where it is, because some people are just scared to get started. But once you get started, you get this momentum and then you get excited and you start finding your passion again. And, and you that's gain exactly confidence what you and all
1: that. That's perfect. So, basically, what I'm hearing from you, you can answer this. What do you think is more important, belief or action?
0: I believe more important, I would say belief. Because if you take action without belief in yourself, you're, you're not going to take the right action. You're going to mm. go, I, I think you're going to go the wrong way, or you're going to jump out the second Um, the second risk comes into play you're you get scared it's gonna be so you're gonna be quick to make poor decisions because of it Mm -hmm. totally now what is happiness and motivation happiness and motivation is just a mindset altogether it's a journey because if you're happy but you're not motivated you're not really going anywhere and if you're motivated but not happy you're not enjoying the journey you got to put the two together to make sure that not only are you going somewhere you're enjoying the journey as well and that's the keys to success in my personal opinion love it
1: so james i just want to thank you for being part of this episode i want to thank you for continuously spreading happiness continuously sharing motivation um through your actions and i just want to thank you for being such a good friend in my life and i'm excited to see what the world has for us
0: same here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, thank you very much to all of those listening. Thanks for hearing my story and Iman's story and how they connected, how our journeys connected, and where they, where they all began. All right.
1: See you guys next time and continue to believe and rise. I just wanted to take this time to thank you for tuning in to the Believe and Rise podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Feel free to also follow my Instagram at es underscore believe and rise. All right, I'll see you at the next episode. And now promise yourself to continue to believe and rise.